When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Do you want more? You do. You know you do. You want more. Everybody wants more. What do you want more of? You want more security. You want more comfort. You want the ability to do more. And to do all those things that you want to do, you do, you do need dough. And that's what we do on the Mo- Talking Real Money show. Doo, doo. Hi, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock over there mm-hmm. making faces at me um, via the internet. It's the, the internet is actually pretty cool when you think about it. It's kind of, you know, the fact is I'm literally looking at Tom and talking on the radio and recording a podcast and talking to you wherever you are. And it's it's amazing. I'm at and you're juggling. in Washington. Look at your yeah. juggling. You got apples there, oranges. That's pretty good. Yeah. Knives, fire. Oh, let's bring in the fire. There we go. <laughs> Not in that small room. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta just we gotta keep it under control. And that's what we do with uh with with money is we try to keep these things under control because we all have a nasty habit of taking this stuff to heart, and you gotta stop doing that. You know, you you everything in moderation. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And uh, one of the things that you should take in moderation is your portfolio. We all want to be in the place that's the hottest. And for the past decade or so, the place that's been the hottest for stocks has been the U.S. But what about international investing? Yeah, that's interesting. The last decade, the S&P 500 has advanced at a 17% a year clip. Don't count on that for the next decade. And meanwhile, Europe, Asia at all has advanced at about 8.5%. So then people say, well, I don't want to own those international stocks because they're crap. And yeah. did it save you in the downtime? No, actually, last March, everything went down. And even in 2008, kind of again, everything went down. So people always ask us, well, why am I owning these international stocks. Oh, and why, 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 why? I why, sigh why, why? when they do that because, mm. you know, again, it's kind of short-sighted. Why, Tom? Why do well, we own international stocks? There's a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, there are periods of time, and you can go back and research this yourself, but 10 years, 2000 through 2009, the S&P 500 actually lost money, but being globally diversified, here's the important part, globally diversified into many asset classes, types of stocks, small value all those things, you made about 7% a year, far better than the S&P 500. And then if you want to go back a little further, how about 1970? That's the first year that Don McDonald played Santa Claus. And if you put your money in... 1973. Okay, if you, if you put your money in a globally diversified portfolio, since then you've advanced at about 12% a year. The S&P 500, 105 
So, okay, but wow. even if you don't now, believe see, those that numbers. that is a powerful number. It, that a year, one. One and a half a year. It's a lot of money. The 1970 to 2020, yeah. that's a mm -hmm. powerful number because we're talking 50 years here. Even if you set all that aside and say, I don't believe any of that. Okay, here's things I, th I think you can honestly believe. Number one, who knows which countries are going to be the best for the next 20 or 30 years? No one knows that. Mm -hmm. Number two, when you spread the money out, you're simply exposing your money to other countries, other great ideas, other things that will be great companies. We don't know when or where, but that's what the case has been. And guess what? When you do that, you pretty much have to reduce your risk because you own more stuff. So I think that and makes a lot of sense. The other thing that's really interesting, and we talked about this about a week ago, we talked about the demise of the 4% rule and how yeah. Morningstar is saying it should be a 3.3% rule. But what's interesting <laughs> about both of those assumptions is they're based on a portfolio that is all in the U.S. and diversified. 50% stocks, 50% bonds, all in the U.S. And the guy who came up with the 4% rule said, if you're globally diversified, he believes that history supports a f almost a 5% withdrawal rule. So that global diversification can give you more money potentially in your pocket. That was a 95-year period, by the way, that almost 5% would have Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Can I finish one thing here, too? <laughs> I knew you just dove, I, you I dove I right into the interrupt. pool. It was like, Psh! Okay, because we've talked about this thing for like the last three shows. We talked it, talked it, talked it, talked You're it. You're talking about death. the 4%, 3%, 4 percent, or 5% or 3%? 4 percent, yeah. uh -huh. Okay, two things around that. Number one, no one knows the correct withdrawal rate until you're what? Okay, you said that Dead. I don't Dead. because I'm going to keep saying it. Number two, no one knows the correct withdrawal rate because no one knows what's going to happen to stocks and bonds, et cetera, for the next 25 to 30 years. Sorry. There's no guaranteed if you do 4% it's going to work for 90 years or three years. Nobody knows that. But get professional advice. I'd still say that. Kill anyway. joy. Sorry. Now, now what, do we, now what do we do for a rule of thumb? Happy holidays. And you know, yeah. before he chimed in, we were having such a good time, weren't we? Weren't we having fun? Sorry. We were making money fun. And then Tom mm -hmm. just, he, he. Welcome to Christmas. He precipitated all over our parade. <laughs> wet weather Willie coming weather, next. Weather, wet weather Willie in Western Washington. <laughs> 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Oh golly, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Mm. Tom, not not that Tom, oh, another yeah. Tom. Tom, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thank you, Don. Thanks for yeah, hanging I, in there, Tom. Tom and Don. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you have a very good show. I've heard you guys for at least 25 years since they started Roth IRAs, um, <clears throat> which I got. I got a Roth IRA in uh, Fidelity Contra Fund. It's done really well. It's probably 12, 13 percent up to you know. Not looking at this last volatile eighteen last eighteen months, but so I got some uh, Vanguard inheritance money. I'm trying to clean up. I think it's in Wellington and Wellesley. It's only done like four or five percent in a year, and I'm <clears throat> kind of curious what they have. Uh, it's uh, similar to Contrafund, FCNTX, and how volatile. Well, okay, one. Let me let me back let me back up and tell you. Yeah, Contra. 
I have to Everybody do one of these loves Mia, I have to do one of these Mia culpa yeah, things. I, I was, and by the way, I just read in the book Trillions that John Bogle was an advocate of active management. Yeah. Just before he changed his tune. So I I have good company. I used to believe that actively managed funds were, were good, that, that somebody could actually do something and improve returns. And Contra, while it has been a very good fund, also has a higher degree of volatility and a high expense ratio. What is the expense ratio? It's 0.86%. Oh. So, yeah, okay, so th- 90 basis points. To go back, this, this has been a very long, long managed fund by Fidelity that yeah. is actively managed. It's primarily yeah. large U.S. companies, primarily. Mm-hmm. And it's had some very famous managers over the year, had a, as you said, terrific track record. It would not be a fund if we woke up today, Tom, that we would tell you to go buy, nor would we go look at Vanguard for the equivalent of which you may just have mentioned because. No, as a matter say, of fact, Wellesley if- or. If I was going to, if I was looking for a replacement for Wellesley and Wellington, and you wanted to stay within the balanced arena, Mm -hmm. I'd probably look at the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund. Low expense. Low expenses. And expenses diversification. All of the evidence says expenses matter more than anything else. And you can get the stuff. You could own Vanguard Exchange traded funds for a third of that. I mean, they're so inexpensive now. So, um, no, I would not look for the equivalent there. And here's another thing. You mentioned the returns in the last year. We're going to tell you that's irrelevant, really. I mean, returns in the last year, meaningless, nobody knows. Returns even even for anything less than about 10 years. Well, I, I, less I mean, than, I'm, than important. I'm looking at year-to-date on Contra, it's 24%. Which is about the S&P 500. The yeah. S&P 500 is up uh, 23.8%. So, so. It, it ain't half bad. Uh, but it's that expense ratio that really kills me. That, that's the thing I look at and that scares me. And then the other thing about Contra is because it is a managed fund, they are going to have a much, much higher turnover rate than a balanced fund. Plus, they only hold 325 stocks. And remember, we're always trying to encourage you to own 10,000 companies, not 300. Right. Because you're picking then. And and if, you know, the thing is, the thing that's funny is that their top holdings, Tom, listen to this list of top holdings. Ready? It's going to surprise me. I, it's going to surprise you. Uh, Meta. Yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Ooh. Microsoft. Shocker. Berkshire. No. Apple. Huh? Alphabet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that yeah. sound like? What's, sounds- what's about Tesla? Oh. Um, Come on, man. Anyway. Dude, I don't know that Tesla's here. Oof. No. He's going to be unhappy when he finds out it's not a big part Oh, because part it's of a contra, contra fund. Because you ah, don't buy contra, you don't, contra contra fund, you don't buy it. the hot stuff, right? By the way, there was that was my dad's favorite fund for a long time. Loving him some fidelity. It was contra. one of my favorites yeah, back when I believed that. in active management. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't anymore, and I don't think you should because the evidence does not support it. Every once in a while, you get a, a an actively managed fund that's really really good and can even have an extended great run, but still. The more likely explanation is luck rather than skill. That they that they're just a little luckier than everybody else. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. And Mo, you're next. Welcome to the show. I have listened to you guys for years. When you guys were doing live seminars, I went. I just have three quick questions. One, you guys are uh, mentioning now you're partnering with another firm, Applebee or Applegate or something. 
Is there a reason for that? <laughs> Applebee's. We love Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah, we we like the we like the salad. Free dessert. No, yeah, I was just saying free dessert. <laughs> free dessert. No, it's called a Pella. We we merged with a company, a national company. No, 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 I think I Apella like this. I like, let's leave it this. Yeah. I like no, Applebee's. No, it's funny. Right. No, but it's, it's a Pella. Pella. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's the question, Mo? All right. <laughs> That's great. And your retirement split still 60-40 for retirement? It depends on the person. Yeah, there isn't one. Okay. And he's referring, by the way, to a stock-to-bond ratio. There isn't no. There isn't one solution for everybody. The solution should be around your willingness to accept volatility, who you are emotionally. Number two, what rate of return and risk you need to take for retirement, sort of the balance between those two things, and how soon until you're going to need to start pulling that money out. We do When we work with clients, this is a very sophisticated analysis that goes into all that and puts together a plan that says, here's what we think makes sense, but there isn't one shoot, one size fits all for anybody. Okay, and one last question. Seems like oh, a year back or so that you guys were talking about Regular mutual funds versus ETFs. I'm in Vanguard. Should I be going to ETFs instead of standard mutual funds? Maybe, maybe not. I wouldn't rush to make any big changes because uh, unless, of course, you're you're moving from a mutual funded Vanguard to the exact same ETF so there's no tax hit on those. Uh, but there's no rush either. The difference between Vanguard's Admiral shares and their ETFs are in the single-digit basis points in almost every case. But if you were starting today, especially in a taxable account, you know, non, you know, m- money that's not in an IRA or Roth, definitely I would start using the exchange-traded funds there because not only low expense ratios but more tax efficiency. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. It's a great idea, by the way. We should affiliate with a restaurant. I think that's smart. Well, no, I think that's smart for us to affiliate with it because then all the free food, right? That would have been a better oh, move oh, wait, for us. Oh, wait. You, way better. No, I know no, we're going to get trouble nothing, back this in the This is nothing office, new. No, no, no. Wait a minute. You owned a radio station. I know <laughs> you've already done this <laughs> because every food. every radio station in America. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Every radio station in America point. lives on trade, on Don't tell the, trade. I, the IRS going to call me for stuff that happened 30 years ago, man. I think you're past the statute of limitations right, on the good. food trade. But uh, I, I uh, mean, it was like, uh, we, that's we, true. We, I'd get off the air and the general manager or the sales manager would come and go, here's $20 at a restaurant. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. go eat. Go I'm going, it. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm yeah. a hungry, I'm a hungry, underpaid talk show host. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. when, when I was doing local radio, I was making $500 a month. That was in the beautiful uh, state of Colorado, right? KVOR. KVOR. News oh. Radio. Colorado oh. Springs. Mm. Yeah. Back I in the, the day. I was the I was the nine to noon guy. Monday through Friday. General talk or was this this was general not financial, talk. Right? No, general talk. General talk. Good it's what, that. And it got me on KOA in Denver. Which made the, the whole career go. Torch. Yeah, fifty thousand uh, watts of yeah. power. And, and guess what? You know, this was this was before I did financial stuff. Mm-hmm. And and when I was on KOA, um, I used to fill in for Doctor Andrea Van Steenhouse. 
Dr. Ed. Who was the shrink? I used to do the shrink show. Wait, well, you filled in for the shrink? I did. I filled in for the shrink. I filled yeah, in for everything. I was the fill-in guy. They would go, oh, somebody's oh, on see. vacation. Don McDonald will fill in. He could pretend to be whatever. Your hopes, your dreams. Don McDonald <laughs> now with your questions like about Frasier. your emotions. Yeah, okay. I was wow. Frazier before Frazier. Yeah, all right. Well, if you have any questions along those lines for Don, he's here yeah. today for I you will, as well. I, I will talk about anything. Yeah, you will, actually. I will. Some <laughs> we'll of it will be meaningful, anything. hopefully. Most won't. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Or, as we say, you can send your questions in. But call right now because it's a good time. There's nobody on the line. real money. Yeah, what mm-hmm. will happen is we will get 17 get nine calls, calls yeah, between now and the top at, of the hour. Uh, 20 minutes till the top of the yeah, hour. Yeah, so call right now. That's my suggestion. Right. All right, what's the question? Hit me. I have a question. Okay. Do you want to know the subject? Nope. Okay, we'll just do the question. I have avoided including bonds in my taxable brokerage account for a couple of reasons. First, when I started investing a long time ago, I could find information that helped me be comfortable with my choices of stock-based mutual funds and ETFs, but I couldn't find the same level of information about bonds, so I just put off adding bonds to my mix of index funds and ETFs. Second, I never felt the need to seek stability that bonds provide. I will have a very generous pension that will more than cover my expected expenses. And I have a Roth IRA and HSA that will provide a pump a buffer should my pension fall short. My Roth is invested in a target retirement fund, so it does have some bond exposure. Mm-hmm. The bulk of my investments are in a taxable brokerage account that does not include any bonds. I don't anticipate ever needing to rely on the money in this account to cover my expenses. I am hoping that eventually it will provide supplemental income for my son. He has some disabilities, and while he is able to work, uh, he is unlikely to be able to earn enough to be truly self-sufficient. Since my goal for this account is to maximize the potential growth, is it necessary to include bonds? I know bonds are a way to hedge against volatility, but if I'm looking at another 30 or more years, is it better to stay all stocks for now? If you're never going to spend the money and leave it to somebody else, I'd say yep. 100% in stocks makes total sense. Yep. If this is money you're going to need at some point, then, yeah, some bonds. And by the way, back to that 4% rule, interestingly enough, the guy who wrote the 4% rule 30 years ago, whatever it was, he even says you should be balanced between stocks and bonds because there were periods of time where stocks go way down and need the bond money to draw from. But in this case, no, I think that makes total sense. Leave it all there and away you go. I, I, I'm going to sure, add why a not? however. Yeah. I'm going to add a however, and that's the psychological component. Right now, you know you're comfortable because stocks have been doing well. So we're always comfortable when they have been doing well. Go take the risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com and just see how you psychologically score. Just do that for me. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's your money, it's your life, it's what we talk about on the show, and we do it with you if you call us. We'll do it without you if you don't call us, but we'll do it with you if you call us at 855-935-TALK. I'm Don, that's Tom, and and we're part of this giant organization, this giant organization 
Vestry by Vestry Applebee's. By Applebee's. I got to give Paul credit for this because he came up with a Vestry by Applebee's. <laughs> Listen carefully. We offer diversified no-load portfolios plus bourbon steak, bourbon, pardon me, bourbon street steaks. You blew and it. I know. And Oreo shakes. <laughs> bourbon street steaks and Oreo shakes. Thanks, Paul. That was really Invest fun. Invest in good in the neighborhood. <laughs> My question to him was, which one's worth more, the steaks or the financial management? Hmm. Uh, you better be careful with that one. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Give us a call, 855-935-8255. And Terry, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I was, hey, I, 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 hey, I called you for the steak. Um, you called for the right. steak. <laughs> I figured you would, too. Okay. Kobe so, Beef. Hey, I'm, yes, I'm sir. About, I'm about ready to hire hire somebody i really enjoy your program i like the fact that you guys um you'll criticize but you'll also praise some of your competitors now why should i hire you tom i'll leave that to you why which competitor do we ever praise come on uh, not praise competitors no why should you there's several of them and there's several of them that we think yeah they they think they do a good job because they do like we do okay the first part is we've talked about this uh, the first part is anyone you hire should be a 100%. Here's the important part, 100% fiduciary. In other words, most people in this business will say they're fiduciaries because it's a great marketing ploy. We'll always put your interests ahead of our own. But most always. of them are only for a part of the time. They're duly registered so they can be that fiduciary, but they can also sell you a product. That's number one. Number two, the... The, the planning part of all this, the not as so exciting as getting rich part, the center of any financial work should be the financial plan. And the people you hire should be working with the very best tools. There's some good tools out there. There's some not some good tools. I think we've got the best tools, frankly, really. Well, and, and one of the reasons we merged with Applebee's was because <laughs> i thought it was the shakes <laughs> look no, at me because you know you, you would know it by looking at them but they've got great research <laughs> yeah no research is important part which brings me to the the other part and that is the underlying what they use to invest in now this is part of our work with appella capital not applebee's still funny uh but th- th- when we when we I'm we merged sorry. with them they have portfolios that they they have people spending more time on than we did because we're a smaller firm. They had more research, more people there, CFAs, et cetera. And we now use exchange-traded funds that cost one-tenth of 1% a year. I mean, these are dirt, 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 dirt cheap. Yeah, we were actually able to get our clients' fees for the, for the, the, the assets that we were uh, using down by more than, on average, more than 20 basis points. And here's the, here's the kicker. I think still for us over maybe somebody else, those other people in the market that do those things that we just mentioned well, mm-hmm. we still have the foundation of education. There are people that talk to us all the time that say, hey, I'm, you know, da da da, I really need you. And you go, go buy that fund. Where other people you might go to that say, oh, I really need you. And, and they would say, sure you do. Let me move you right into this product. We are ethical. And, and I think that's important. And we're based on education because Don and I have done that for, low these 30 years or so so it's been an important part is that a good answer terry or not well well it is but here's well here's my question so i see the ads on tv all the time for the fisher investment group we do better when you do better so Mm -hmm. um yeah well why why we're compensated exactly the same way by the way 
Fisher, we match up because they charge a percentage of the money that they manage. By the way, they're 180 degrees from what we believe about money management. Ken Fisher is a longtime writer who started a money management firm, I don't know, 30-odd years ago, and picks stocks. That's completely different than the approach we think you should use. It's academic-based, wide diversification, totally different than what Fisher would do. And by the way, Fisher's top fee is 1.25%. Our top fee is 1%. Their fee on $2 million is 1.2%. Ours is 0.75%. are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, and, and we hate the fact. We truly do. And actually, it's in our best interests. But we hate the fact that the vast majority of financial services and financial advisory firms are not always required to act as fiduciaries, charge horrible fees, and really take advantage of people. You would think, we would think, oh, this is great. It puts us in uh, this rarefied company. We wish every advisor was required to act as a fiduciary. We'd love it if you could go to people and go, I trust that they're going to take care of me. But the problem is, and this is not us saying it, this was Market Watch saying it, that 99%, 99% of financial advisory, uh, financial advisors, people who provide financial advice, are not always required to act in your best interests. And you would think ethical organizations brokerages, et cetera, would want to be always right. I mean, because Mm -hmm. you come in, you meet with the friendly broker and you know you're going to get a fair deal. They don't. They fight that. Remember, it almost happened like, what, a decade ago after the 2008 meltdown. And then it all sort of whispers out. Now, now, now they have years ago, 20 years ago, you couldn't get fee advice from a J.P. Morgan Chase or Morgan Stanley. Yeah. Or Merrill Lynch. They've added the fee because the demand for fee work was so high. Sure. But the, this is what I wanted to, to, to mention. I didn't have time before the break. I just want to give you a quick look at what the fee structures look like. This is all available, by the way, at TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. But if you go to Ameriprise, and I got all this information from the firm's own ADV Part 2, a form they file with the Securities and Exchange Commission, okay? Federal I'm not agency. making this stuff up. Yep. Ameriprise maximum fee, 3.07. That is outrageous. Edelman Financial Engines, a fiduciary. Yeah, 100%, 100% fiduciary, top fee, 1.75. But you get Bitcoin there, so that's add-on. But the good news is they have breakpoints. And so if you get to 2 million, they're 1.07%. I still think it's pretty hog on high, it's but high. okay. Yeah. Fisher, and we didn't mention this enough, Fisher's philosophy is, we think, terrible. It's all about buying the best stocks. And we don't believe anybody, and the data supports this. We don't believe anybody can pick stocks successfully well, they can pick them they can't pick the right one right and 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 fisher got rid of his mutual funds yeah, he used to have mutual why. funds hmm. because they weren't beating the market so uh his maximum fee is 1.25 percent his fee on two million is 1.187 still a little spending merrill lynch is 1.8 for the maximum fee morgan stanley is two voya is two and a half wells fargo is two and a half mm. 
And that's why we say, you know, people say, well, the fees are about 1%. No, they're not. Fees in the industry may be about 1% on multi-million dollar accounts. But when well, you come in with half a million, as Fisher it, suggests, it's far right. more. It's far more. There's, I, there are few companies. Ed Jones, I have to give them credit. Really? By the way. I do. You're not feeling Ed well. Ed Jones maximum fee uh-huh. for their fee accounts. I just wish they sold more of them as opposed to mutual funds. But their, their, their highest fee is 1.44%, which is low for the industry. So anyway, Frankly, check it, there you go. Check it out. TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. You can compare. And uh, the phone number is 855-935-TALK. And Heidi is up next. Hi, Heidi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Uh, so I had a question about uh, my parents. So my parents are in their early 70s and they're retired. And my dad has some cash that he would like to invest somewhere. Um, and he's asked me for help and I have no idea what to say. So uh, I was hoping you could help. Not true. Why did he ask you for help? Well, people don't know where to go. I know. See, that's the problem. So, but do you have a background in this business? He that's why I was you. I mean, okay. no, oh, well, Unusual, no, but... not. I mean, not exactly. I, you know, I, I do some investing okay. on my own, and I, I pay careful attention uh-huh. to things like, you know, fees, and I'm a big fan of index funds, good, and good. you know, all of the, good. all of the good things. Um, but you know, I know what to do for myself and and my family, my little family. Um, I have no idea what to do for somebody like my dad who is retired, and you know, I've heard the rule that um, if you're going to need the cash within five years, you shouldn't be investing at all. You should still be in cash. Um, You know, so it's like I I just, if it were me taking the money and investing it, I would have a pretty good idea of where to go uh, with the money. Did you ask your dad any of the big questions? Did you ask him what what is the money eventually for? How much volatility, not risk, but how much volatility can they stand in their retirement? And how much does, of this is he going to need in the next, right. I don't know, 15, hopefully 20 years if he has that in his life? Those would be questions right. you'd want to after first. Number two, I, I love what you just said a minute ago, something about index funds. I mean, your dad could put it all in the Vanguard balanced indexed index fund. That's or like 60%, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. You hope to make 7 or 8% a year, you know, not too much volatility or some volatility, but... That's a perfect sort of one fund solution at a very low price. How much money are we talking about, Heidi? Probably around one hundred and fifty thousand. So it's not a ton. Um, but it's, okay, but it's know, cash. It's, That's a ton. It's, and it is. It is. It is really, really. I would say it's a substantial part of their portfolio, um, yeah. which is which is the you know the other part of this. And I think you know. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like they probably will need a substantial portion of it within the next five years or so. Um, and also, you know, I would love to see them because they are retired. I would love to see them just take it and go do something fun with it while they still can, right? That it's, that it's not all about the return on investment, but it's actually being able to use it to, you know, for, for, for what it should be used for, which is to add joy to life, right? Which I think is Whoa, is great is, statement. Yeah, is really under <laughs> underrated. Yeah, uh, Hi, Heidi, you probably know a little bit about their finances. How are they doing right now? Where is their income coming from? Is it do they have pensions? Do they have other assets that are that are spending off income? They do. Yeah, they do. So they have uh, pensions. Just covering the basics. And- are they co- exactly? Are they covering their mm-hmm. basics? They are. And 
what would happen should they face a serious long-term debilitating illness or, you know, something that just happens that requires some sort of long-term care? Do they have any coverage for that? I don't think so. See, that's where we come back to the importance of that. I still like your suggestions. No, spend I like some of it. Yeah, spend some of it. But then I, I love the, either the target date fund, do a 2025 or the Vanguard balance fund, because still out of the 150, you're going to have 40% of that money in bonds. Not very volatile. Yeah, I, I'd probably do a 2020. So then now you're looking at 40% in stock, 60% yeah. in bonds. Okay, but I, I, I think it's you're right if you can convince them while they're young. And I'm sorry, but from my perspective, they're still relatively young. They are young. Come on. Um, and to go do something they absolutely love with that money, just mm. just to do it now. Take so some, just take some part of it and go do that. Ten and then grand. take the rest of it. Yeah, and then yeah. invest the rest of it. I think that's a great idea because what you just said about money is overlooked often, and it should bring you the joy. I mean, this is something you save, et cetera, et cetera. Go do and enjoy it. I think that's fabulous. Yeah, and the and and if you go with like a, a forty sixty fund. 40% stock, 60% bonds. You're not going to have a great deal of volatility. You have zero risk of total loss, in my yeah. opinion. Zero risk of total loss. The entire world economy would have to collapse, and in that case, who cares where the money is? Uh, that would give them the means by which to take some out in an emergency to grow it a little bit more, so maybe it's it's going to be more helpful down the road. Thanks for the call, Heidi. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Bourbon steaks and Oreo shakes every Saturday. And we'll be serving Applebee's at retire meet. No, we won't. We got those special sandwiches from Maidenbauer. They're doggone good. Doggone good. Yeah, we're doing retire meet. Uh, We're going to try and do it live in 2022, live and online. Uh, Retire meet 22. It takes place in February. You can get get tickets right now. Go get them right now at retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.